right, we are back for now episode five of our LINI weekly podcast. We have one game in the books for Illinois football. Uh, probably some mixed reactions coming out of that. Saturday, tomorrow, or yes, it comes out on Friday. We're recording this on Thursday. Saturday will be a good chance to see if last week was a fluke a little bit or if this is kind of what to expect from Illinois. What are you looking for tomorrow, Mark? Um, I, I mean, I would be looking for improvement because uh, they didn't play well enough in the Ball State game. They certainly didn't play well enough in the Ball State game to beat Western uh, Kentucky. And this is a better team. Um, as is reflected in the betting line, Illinois is an eight-point underdog at home. That's that's pretty rare against this type of a team. Um, but this this uh, Western Kentucky program um, has won has had double-digit victories each of the last two years. Uh, they've got a terrific quarterback returning in Mike White, and um, so I mean Illinois is going to have to play a lot better in a number of areas, and uh, and then just the growth of the freshmen. That that storyline is not going to change. Uh, from week to week, all season long, because that is, um, you know, that's just they need these kids to grow up, and they need them to grow up in a hurry. And um, whether they can grow up fast enough or not is going to be one of the things that we watch every single game. I think one of the guys who grew up, or at least showed that he's ready, and their coaching staff has praised him as Mike Epstein. Two touchdowns, two pretty timely touchdowns. He was a factor in the return game. He's a guy that Kendrick Foster, let's face it, did not have a very productive game. Last week against Ball State, Epstein kind of came in and filled that hole, much like Foster did last year. So what's what's kind of the feeling around Epstein, and did he play himself into more touches? He he has been good all through camp. They loved him when they signed him out of St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale. Um, they just think he's a terrific player. They thought he was the best player on the best team in the state of Florida. They won the 7A state title. Um, he's very mature. His uh, families, you know, they were all athletes. Um, so he he's done a good job. I, I think he was going to get sort of this amount of playing time. I think the fact that Kendrick Foster never got going um, helped him. But um, that offensive line played so poorly that I wouldn't want to judge Kendrick Foster on that one game. So I think I think Epstein though has a has that sort of it factor about him. You know, he just looks like one of those guys. He's really good catching the ball. He understands his responsibilities in protection. And um, and then he just has a uh, he has great vision. I mean, he just has a way of knowing whether to go left of that blocker or right of that blocker, and he makes the right call all the time. We're going to see more, a lot more of him. Should that offensive line stabilize this week? I mean, I know there was some suspensions, I guess, yep. last week and injuries. injuries. Uh, what kind of stability are we looking at for the offensive line? And what do you think of Larry Boyd? I mean, once you finally got this big fella out on the field. Were you impressed with him? What were your takeaways from that and kind of where the line is? He was one of the guys that was withheld for the first quarter. Um, he got in, he played guard. Um, I thought uh, Gabe Megginson, who's experienced, played very poorly at tackle. Um, and Garrick McGee said Monday that they're going to shuffle the deck on the offensive line and that they needed to do it by Tuesday and try to get some continuity going. Um, I don't expect Doug Kramer to play. I don't know if he's out for the season. They haven't said that, and I think they would if he was not going to play. It looked at the time like it might be a, one of those kind of knee injuries. So maybe he'll be back. But um, um, I'm curious to see, do they move Larry Boyd out to tackle? Um, uh, he, he's he, here's what I saw from him the other day, and this is sort of typical of a freshman. You know, on some plays he was engaged and he was doing well. On some plays it was like I don't know if I'm supposed to block that guy or that guy. And by the time the play ended, you realized he didn't block any guy. 
And um, and so that you're going to live with a little bit of that from these freshmen. They're just a little bit confused. It's a little overwhelming. But you've got to improve and advance and ask questions and learn and all that stuff. So I'm, I just want to see where they line up. And then can they keep essentially that group together throughout the Western Kentucky game? Because they were not good at all in the Ball State game. And it, that hurt probably all of our um, evaluations of Chase Crouch, who didn't play well, but also had a, a couple of, a number of times when the offensive line didn't do its job and, and made it almost impossible for him to do his. Yeah, and it's it's kind of hard to take away now, six days after the fact, what to take from that Ball State game. But the, I think the biggest problem I saw with Ball State was 12 of 21 on third down attempts. Illinois was 2 of 10. Ball State could not the Illinois defense, rather, could not get off the field. They couldn't. And the offense couldn't keep them off the field. Right. So I, I think that, uh, that that's a problem, that there's not a lot of depth to this team. You can't have a gas defense running around out there against an offense like Western Kentucky as you start moving into conference play. I think that's something that needs to be addressed pretty quickly. Well, and I think they are trying to address it. Uh, you know, we'll see, though, whether or not they can execute it. Um, that Ball State quarterback was was way better than I thought. He's 6'6", 230, and he was fast. He was hard to get a hand on. You couldn't one-arm him to the ground, um, and he was elusive. That kid did a good job, and he was accurate throwing the ball. I'm not saying that they faced, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, but I'm saying that this kid was better than what I thought. I don't think Mike White is going to be that kind of a runner, but um, I don't think he'll have to be either. I think he'll be. I think this game will be probably won or lost on whether these freshman cornerbacks and defensive backs for Illinois, and at times they had three of them on the field, which is a lot. Um, can they win any of these one-on-one battles with wide receivers? I think Western Kentucky's receivers are pretty good, and they've got a good running game too. So uh, I think that's going to be the challenge. Um, and then Crouch has got to play a lot better. They've got to make more plays. And I didn't think the play calling was good, by the way. You know, you, you say you want to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Well, then do it. You know, Mikey Dudek, two two receptions. That He's got to catch – he's got to have the ball in his hand six times. And I'm not talking about returns. I'm talking about either screen passes, uh, slants, uh, maybe you run him on a reverse, whatever. Get the ball in his hands. That kid makes plays. Yeah, he had two receptions, 47 yards, and you felt it when he made a play. Yeah. You felt the yeah. team kind of rally Get around him. Get the ball in his hands more. He was such an emotional story coming in, and with the times he did touch the ball, he backed it up with his play. Yep. I thought they needed to do a lot more of that. Uh, for the record, Riley Neal, Ball State's quarterback, 21 of 34, 204 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, things are going to be a little different this week against Mike White. He Western Kentucky beat Eastern Kentucky last week. White threw for 264 yards and a score. I, he, he's a much better quarterback. And, and I think they showed nothing in that game. I think they purposely did not want to show anything. They knew they were going to beat Eastern Kentucky. Uh, why show Illinois anything that they're going to do um, in a first-year head coach in Mike Sanford? Um, so I think they didn't. I think there's a lot to come. Plus, they had three players suspended who will be back this week, including one of their better running backs. Um, so this is a. I think this will be a huge challenge. I, uh, Illinois is an eight-point underdog. Uh, I completely see that. Get it. Um, I think. I think just you know, Illinois is going to have to do some things that we didn't see. In fact, they're going to have to do quite a few things that we did not see against Ball State. This team is uh, on paper. This team sounds like okay. Western Kentucky. How good can they be? Well, they're really good. You know, they won 11 last year. They're gonna they're gonna win some games. They've got a quarterback who threw 37 touchdown passes last year. This kid's good. 
and Lucky Jackson, kind of the guy, the Illinois freshman deep defensive backs are going to have to stop. He had 144 yards and a touchdown last week. He was Mike White's guy, go-to guy. Yep. That, I mean, he's going to be a focal point. That's going to be an early season test for these freshmen. No doubt about it. And, and um, you know, I'm not optimistic that they can answer the bell on that one. Not yet. I think in time they will. I think both um, Tony Adams and, and Nate Hobbs are going to be really good corners. And I like Bennett Williams as a safety. But, you know, one year ago they were playing their second high school football game. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an enormous jump. Um, and one one they decided to let's get a jump start on let's 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 get these kids experience that's the only way they're going to learn so you know it may be a little bit painful to watch them learn it were there any freshmen that you expected to see more of last week yeah Ricky Smalling yeah the wide receiver didn't see much of Ricky he did get in the game uh, would love to see he's another guy you, you talk about playmakers uh, run a bubble screen to Ricky Smalling um, do something to Ricky Smalling Ricky Smalling can go the distance. You know, I, I really like him. I, I, I'm sure that he probably hadn't practiced as well as the guys they played, but uh, I would try to get him on the field. He's a tremendous after-the-catch kid. Really interesting that he didn't get a lot of time because he was kind of a, a, one of the bigger storylines for freshmen throughout camp and kind of as Ball State approached. The good news for Illinois is they, they did come out with a win against Ball State, yep. and that was thanks to timely plays. They made, gotta, a, they made a bunch of positive plays in the last five minutes of the game. It's amazing how many good plays they made then after having gone so long without any. You know, they made an interception. They had a 52-yard punt return. They had a sweet catch and run by Malik Turner. They had Epstein's second touchdown run. They had Chase Crouch's two-point touchdown run. They had a Isaiah Gay, the freshman defensive end, forced a holding penalty. Then he got a sack. Then they blocked the field goal. I mean, that's like eight positive plays all in a short, short period of time, which is, I was on the field at the end of the game. There's no way, nobody down there thought they were going to win the game, including me. I, you know, no way. This is over. It's a bad loss. You've lost, and and okay. Uh, and then I just turned to one guy, and I said, yeah, unless they go down and score here, and then it'll feel very different, and lo and behold, that's what happened, and it did feel different. Um, you'd rather, it's, it's easier to win ugly than it is to lose pretty, and it's really hard to lose ugly. So um, was they didn't, you know, they they won ugly. It wasn't very pretty. But if you only looked at the last five minutes, you'd say, wow, they made a lot of plays. That's the thing. You mentioned that's about eight plays. And if you spread that over the course of the game, you look at, you walk away from this game feeling a lot different. You kind of, now you're focused on those before those eight plays happen. But if you spread this over the course of the game, you think, okay, there's a little consistency built here. And I, I still, I know the big talk with how do you walk away feeling? And I don't think I walk away feeling very enthused about this team. You don't feel great, and you, uh, but you feel better than you would have had you lost. Yeah. And you feel like, okay, it's a starting point. Our freshmen all have a little better idea of what this is about. That was Chase Crouch's first home start. Um, Garrick said, Garrick McGee said, I was surprised at how nervous he was. He said, you know, you, you're, you're out there, and you hear your name announced by the PA announcer as the starting quarterback. And it, you've never heard that before at Memorial Stadium, and it kind of changes. You know, you got your family there, and then you you find out that you're, you know, I'm sure he found out a little earlier that that 40% of his offensive line wasn't going to start, and you're a little concerned about that. And so you, um, I, I thought he was, I thought he was nervous. I didn't think he played with the poise that, that I would expect from him. Let's see what he does in this second week. Maybe he can play better. Well, you were at Memorial Stadium. What was the vibe around the stadium from fans, or did you catch any of that? Some as, excitement. Yeah. You know, it was paid crowd was forty four thousand. Um, 
I think there was some excitement. I think there always is, though, for an opener. Yeah. You know, you haven't lost a game, and people are anxious to see these freshmen and and kind of turn the page on the West Lawn era. I think there was some excitement about that, and and so um, we'll see what it is this week, um, and then where it is from here because South Florida is going to be better than Western Michigan, I believe. Western and then, Kentucky. I mean Western Kentucky. Yeah. Excuse me, and then and then uh, Nebraska comes in after a bye week, so. You know, it's not like it gets real easy all of a sudden. No, uh, last two, uh, we've kind of kind of slammed the play, but the last two positive things, Delshawn Phillips, Trey Watson combined for 28 tackles for the Alliance. Really played well against the run. Delshawn Phillips did not play well against the pass. Uh, that's something to watch for. He admittedly, knows it. too, right? Yes, admittedly. Yeah. Uh, what else do we know about Western Kentucky? We know they've got a quarterback. We know they got a receiver. What else do we know about well, them? We know they got a new head coach, Mike Sanford, who was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, who was either the offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach at Stanford and at Boise State. I think their offense is more balanced than it was when Jeff Brom was there. Jeff Brom went to Purdue. I think he was more pass uh, heavy. This is more balanced, uh, balanced run and pass, or at least it was in the opener. That's the only game we have to look at. Um, and um, and I think I, I I I think we don't know how good this team is, and I think we don't know how good South Florida is based on what I've seen in their first two games. Maybe they're not as good as we think. I, I I'm not quite willing to say that, but but I do know they lost three offensive linemen, they lost receivers, they lost a running back, and they lost the mastermind of the whole operation, the head coach. So there's a chance that their personnel maybe isn't quite the same as it was a year ago, and there's a chance that this mastermind isn't quite as clever as the last one. It's possible. Now, they did give up 320 passing yards last week, but there like you, you said, maybe they didn't show everything, but maybe that's a window of hope that this this could be the weak chase crouch. And you know what? Last year, I remember they come out and they just hammer Murray State in the opener, and then they turn around and North Carolina pummels them. And then all of a sudden, Western Michigan pummels them. And Western Michigan turned on to go on a really good run. So did North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. The fact is, these first few weeks, is you don't know what these teams are. Maybe Ball you really State, don't. That's right. Maybe Ball State turns into a team Ma- that's, Maybe they do. That I, I want to see uh, – I, I don't want to beat the yeah. thing to yeah. death about their quarterback, but I want to see by the end of the season, how good has this kid been? If he can stay healthy, I think he's better than people understood. I talked to Hardy Nickerson about him, and he said, I think he's one of the two best quarterbacks we've faced since we've been here. Wow, yeah, that's that's a big break. And I think he thought Trubisky was the other one. Yeah, that's Bears fans can rejoice about Trubisky. I don't know if you'll have the same uh, right, right. same rejoicement over Riley Neal. Any other quick notes or hits to, no. to go through around camp? Basketball. Basketball. Uh, Big Ten schedule was released last week. Now the times for some of the games, a very odd omission has been put out there, yeah, but the I odds for some of the I games. I don't see the Illinois-Missouri game. And I was very curious to hear what the, to see what the time was for that game. It's not listed here. Um, this is on the master list that the Big Ten sent out. I do know that the Big Ten opener, remember they're going to play the two games in early December. Um, all of this is in order to get all the conference schedule in because they have to end a week early in order to play their conference tournament at Madison Square Garden. So the Big Ten opener is Illinois at Northwestern, which will be actually at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont. That is an 8 o'clock Central Time game. Big Ten Network, and the home Big Ten opener is December 3rd, a Sunday, Maryland at Illinois. That is a 7 o'clock game there. The season opener, Southern, not Southern Illinois, Southern at Illinois, Friday, November 10th, is a 7 o'clock game. And, um, you know, we'll see if that gets anybody all upset because it conflicts with high school Football playoff, probably. I think we, we've got a high school uh, high school conflict in week three for Illinois football. So, uh, 
Illinois fans are going to have to make some choices here in the next couple of months. Any Anything that really jumped out at you? I I know we maybe – I didn't see anything that was as bad as that Big Ten triple header last year where Illinois tipped off at, I think, 9 p.m. I didn't see anything that bad. The 8 o'clock game's a little late against Northwestern, but I really didn't see anything that jumped out. I don't see anything here either, but I'm um, I'm – I haven't had a chance to really lay it all out. I have the master schedule in my hand, and I don't see anything that indicates a 10 p.m. Eastern time tip, which is what I'm looking for. In other words, we had that Illinois-Nebraska game a couple years ago that started at 9 o'clock midweek, 9 o'clock Central time. That's ridiculous. I don't see anything like that. So I'm hoping that they caught enough grief about that that they've gotten away from it. But um, most, for most part, the times seem normal. The, the weird thing is Illinois plays a football game on every day of the week. They play at least one game on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. A basketball game. A, a basketball game. And, the, and I know that they, they play uh, Wisconsin in a, uh, in, a, in, a, in a Big Ten basketball game on a Friday night, Friday, January the 19th, Illinois at Wisconsin, 8 o'clock tip. Lord be. Somebody stop that. I'll, uh, I'll do expand the Big Ten, right? Yeah, I'll do expand the Big Ten. And then I was over in uh, Champaign Tuesday. I went over to visit with Mark Allstork, the, um, the transfer from Wright State, the kid that averaged 19 points a game last year, fifth year, senior. He's, in a, in, in the grad, he's enrolled in the graduate program. He will start for Brad Underwood's Illini team. Uh, I really just went over because I wanted to get to know him. I haven't met him. He just arrived on campus a week ago, um, and I thought it would be interesting to talk to him, and I did that, and I know you're going to include that. I'm not even going to call it an interview. I'm going to call it a conversation um, with him uh, on this podcast, but it was really neat to talk to him. I enjoyed him, and um, I think people will enjoy him too. I hope they enjoy getting to know him. That's what I'm going to try to do. I just don't know what Brad's policy is going to be on these freshmen. Um, Sometimes coaches don't let you talk to freshmen until they've played a game, and if that's the case, then we'll have to wait for that to happen. Um, If he does allow them to talk, then I'll try to get over and speak to some of these uh, guys. I think it'd be fun to visit with Mark Smith and with Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams and and uh, the two big guys who I watched run yesterday. I also talked to Adam Fletcher, the strength and conditioning coach, and um, the conditioning, he's, he's a hard-driving dude, and he is very, very pleased with how hard they've worked. A guy like Mark um, Allstork led the sprints the other day when I was watching a number of times, and um, <clears throat> the comment I got from somebody about him is, after watching him a few times, he can run all day. He just can go, and so can these big kids. And and he told me, um, Adam Fletcher told me, the most improved guy running is Michael Finke. <clears throat> he said he can he can run, and he said a uh, bigs in Brad style, you've got to be able yep. to run because we're going to try to we're going to try to run people on the ground when, if we can get out on a fast break, and our bigs are going to beat their bigs down the floor. And that's the thing. I know a lot of people think oh basketball is run run run, but Underwood style is different. They like to get up, they like to go, like to go in transition fast. Get a rebound, one guy grab it, four guys, fast fly patterns, let's go. And the same thing on a turnover. Boom. So before we hop over to Mark Allstork, I I actually wanted to bring this up to you. I saw somebody post this on Twitter this morning. Most of the time when you look at transfers, you hear from the old coach. And you don't get a chance to talk to these transfers and get them to really 
open up about maybe why they decided to make the move or what was kind of beyond that? Do you feel like that's the case, and do you feel like you got that with Mark? He, he told me that um, he wanted to play um, better competition. He wanted to play for better coaches. He wanted to play with better players. And he got um, NBA draft input last year when he was considering putting his name in. Um, and he was a second rounder on some boards, undrafted on some boards. But he said the feedback was excellent. It was frank. Um, they said you need to cut down on your turnovers. You need to impact the game more defensively. Um, he said you're an elite shooter and you're a playmaker. And um, and he said I'm, I'm, I'm counting on Coach Underwood to make me a better defender. He said it's ironic because when I – was moving from high school to college, one of the reasons I got a scholarship is that I was really a good defensive player. And he said, then I found out I could really score the ball. And, you know, you start working on your offensive game a lot more and your defensive game less. And um, so he's working on that, those things. He's going to work on ball handling. And um, he's excited to be here. And I, obviously, I mean, he's got he's got a personal agenda. He, he wants to play professional basketball. And this is an opportunity for him to showcase himself at a higher level. But he also talked about team and, and wanting to win games and wanting to do his part. And, and the, uh, from as near as I could tell, he's tried to acclimate in that regard, too. So, um, you know, I, I enjoyed the visit with him. I hope people maybe feel like they get to know him a little better. All right, well, without further ado, we're going to jump over to that interview. Uh, this can be found on herald-review.com Friday mornings on iTunes. You plug it in on your way to Memorial Stadium for the 7 o'clock game right. Friday night, or Saturday night, rather, sorry, prime time on the Big Ten Network. So here's Mark's interview, conversation with Mark Allstork. When, when did you get here? Well, I got here um, last Friday. Last Friday? Yep, about a week and a half ago. So have you have you already enrolled? Yes, I enrolled. Um, started um, classes last Tuesday, getting everything situated. Everybody's been great. And, um, I'm glad to be here. You got a master's, man, because that's an easier class schedule than the crazy undergrad stuff. You're not going to be chasing all over campus and stuff, and right? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, I got one online. I mean, one um, class that I have to go to, and the rest are online. So they've done a remarkable job. Just let me come here and work out on basketball and making that a focal point. Yeah. When, when guys take advantage of the fifth year, this is my impression. You tell me if this applies to you. Okay. But it, 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 it usually seems like they want to challenge themselves to play at a, at a, at a tougher level and with, a, with maybe a staff that can get them ready to, to make a good run professionally after they're done. Is that, is that, is that true with you? Um, for me, um, you know, I set out one year, so you know, I had a chance of, you know, I entered my name in the NBA draft last year. And, right. Um, Got, de- got great feedback from the NBA. They evaluated my game. Um, on some boards, I was a second-round pick to undrafted. So, you know, for me to be, have the best chance of, you know, getting drafted was to play my fifth year and not trying to go fight to make an NBA team and make a roster and make make good cuts, you know. So come, come play at a higher level, come play with better coaches, um, players, great facilities, great um, fan base. So for me, it's just more of me getting the educational part and furthering my basketball career. What, what was the feedback you got from the NBA people? Um, you know, I need to cut down my turnovers, become more engaged defensively. Um, I'm an elite shooter. I can make. Um, I'm a playmaker, and um, that one day that I should be able to get, be able to be in the NBA one day. And, and and the feedback you got from them is that what you're hearing from Coach Underwood too? Is he saying here's the things that I think we can we can improve with you? Or um, work definitely, with you? definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I wouldn't be here be here if, if I didn't uh, think they truly believed in me and my passion to play at the next level. 
as well as the team, as well as um, the fans and uh, everybody around. So for me, you know, they know I can score the ball, but it's me being as, being the best teammate I can be and the best person I can be and growing in other areas other than basketball. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's nice when coaches love you and <coughs> pat you on the back, but you also need them to be brutally honest yes, too, yes. don't you? Yes, for me personally, I need that because, you know, I've been through a lot of the stuff that the freshmen and earlier um, younger guys have been through. So, like, for me, it's easier to lose focus. It's easier for me to, you know, stray off and try to do my own thing. But for a coach's staff to keep steady, a team here, keep a team here, keep, keep keep the straight line, keep the goal, and like stuff like that, I need that as a uh, player and as a person. When, when did you when did you commit? <laughs> uh, I committed um, this month? summer about May, June, I think the end of May. End of May? I, end of May or end of June, one of them. What and and you had to you had to complete your um, your academic work there. Yes, I right. When did you graduate? I graduated um, August. August. In August. Yes. Um, uh, was that pretty cool for you, by the way? Oh, definitely for me <laughs> to be where I'm from, the inner city. Um, a kid like me. You from Dayton? Yes, from Dayton, Ohio, inner city. Um, where um, a lot of statistics of not graduating and then definitely me getting my master and definitely me having a chance to play. At a higher level, it's just remarkable, and all the glory goes to God. Did your Did your family um, get to see you graduate? Uh, uh, I actually didn't walk, oh, you so didn't like walk? I got my um, certificate, you got a certificate and degree. <laughs> so as long as I got it, I got the paper. And they was phenomenal and um, fantastic celebrations my family did, and everybody congratulated me. It was It was remarkable. Yeah, good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but but from May, um, and then we found out. Okay, you 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 were going to be here until. Uh, August or, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, were you able to do? What were you able to do? Uh, a- anything at all to get a little bit of a head start on this? Were you able to look at video? Were you able to talk to the staff occasionally? Were you able to any kind of a, a thing to kind of get a little bit engaged in the in what Brad's going to be doing? Um, I just uh, he kept me to continually to work out. My workout schedule was um, it's not normal. And no way, um, I try to work out two or three, four times a day, get up multiple shots, 500 to 1,000 shots a day. That was my summer routine, swim, you know, um, work on my swim. footwork. Yes. I, um, what, what, what is that for, cardio or? Cardio, um, it's for um, body, like, movements, getting yeah, everything, yeah. like, working together, as well as cardio, as well as strengthening the legs without having a pound, uh-huh. pound in <laughs> yeah, the body. Right. Uh, also swim, um, I go run, I go play soccer i do other things from basketball i actually did some boxing too this summer really so i do other things from basketball in the summer so so i can be motivated when i want to play basketball because i'm not a, you know a younger guy so everything's just not basketball 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 for me no more so i was watching you from upstairs and and you were winning some of the sprints and and derek burson there said uh, yeah he can run all day and i said something to fletch and he said oh yeah he's he, he, running's not an issue with mark uh, so that's something you've obviously. I mean, you're you're you came in you came in ready to ready to get to work. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I try never not to never get out of shape, no matter what time of year it is. Um, that's one of the pinpoints. If you want to be a basketball player, perfect. If you want to, you know, be a pro one day, you got to live like a pro. It's always been my model, so I try not to never get out of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what schools were you considering when you were trying to make that decision? Um. I got a little call from everyone in the nation, the top programs, Final Four teams. Um, but I was good. My last Final Four was Louisville, South Carolina, LSU, and LSU and Illinois. And I, um, me and my family had a long discussion. They just felt like they had the best 
coaching personalities as people other than basketball because honestly in my eyes I think that my I can play professional if I went to any school so for me it was more about the other things and um, just having fun and being able to grow as a person so was his style at all important to you oh yeah style was definitely important um, as everybody know I like the offensive end, um, <laughs> not the sugar coat. Don't we all? <laughs> I like the offensive end, and but also his defense is very—he's underrated coach at defense. So for him, like he's pushing that aspect of practice through practice, and he's pushing that through each and every player. And that's the one thing I want to grow at. I know I can play defense. I, that's what I've been. That's what I was at one point in time. Until I found out I can put the ball in the rim. So uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to get that part of my game more focused on. And Coach Underwood's going to help me with that. Is, is that a is that a kind of a personal challenge for you to 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 become better defensively to to impact the game more on the defensive end? Oh, definitely, it's a personal challenge. Um, you know, that's one of my things. I always keep in the back of my head because at one point in time, that's how I got to college was because I was a defender. So that's what I have to get back to. It's just more of keeping my focus there and as a coaching staff them continue to help me develop in that in my mind each and every play each and every second I step on the court yeah yeah who who, who have you gotten to know since you've been here and you've only been here a little bit but um everybody has done probably a everybody a little phenomenal bit. job of like just welcoming me like for me to be a fifth year for me you know have all these aspirations that's on the internet and all these things and you know for me to come in and try to like be a leader and you know, it could be a problem for some players and for some yeah. people who've been here, but, you know, everybody has welcomed me, like, with open arms and allowed me to be the person I should be, the person I am. So it's been a great – everybody has done a great job of that. And and another reason to pick this program or, or whatever program you were going to pick was you had to see some opportunity, right? Right. There, and so when you looked here, you, you, you saw opportunity. Um, or he t- did he talk to you about opportunity? He talked to me about opportunities. Um, that, wasn't, that wasn't really a focal point of me, like, because – in my eyes, basketball is going to take care of itself. If you're one of the better players, you're going to play. If you know how to do certain things in the basketball okay. game, you're going to play. So as for that, yes, definitely opportunity is is important, but it wasn't, it wasn't a focal point for me. Have you have you guys played as a team? Have you scrimmaged and done some of that? Yeah, we did some over jumps and scrimmages. Um, it's, an, it's a lot of potential, a lot of talent. I mean, some younger guys who need to be helped along and matured a little quicker sure. for us to be the team we want to be towards the end of December, towards January, going into the conference tournament. But that's all things that every basketball program has to go through. So, Has any of the freshmen caught your eye? Uh, all of them, all of them. They're, Trent has a great personality. He, he does, Great he? energy. Mark is going to be – they're all going to be great players. Matik, you know, he's a 6'10", versatile big man who can – do a lot of things. I haven't seen him Big yet. Greg is a, can run the floor, and Dominique's, I mean, Demonte's coming from an injury, so he can shoot the ball. They all have caught my eyes, and they're all going to be great players. Yeah, yeah. So when, when do you actually begin your, your uh, classwork? Uh, I already started class. You already started? I started classwork last Tuesday. Uh, I'm still trying to get implemented on, like, the websites and stuff like that, but Jessica, the uh, team academic lady, has done, done a remarkable job. Uh, Mr. Marlin over there, and um, the academic person has done a remarkable job and coach joey has showed me a way coach jeff everybody has done a great job of just put put me in and put me in a position to be successful here what program are you enrolled in college of education college of education cool do you, how often do you get back to dayton uh i actually went back this weekend just to see my family for labor day um it's probably going to be about the only time I get back until probably Thanksgiving or Christmas. I just took a one-day trip just to see how the drive was and stuff like that. So. I've, we've stayed in, I've stayed in Dayton a few times. Um, oh, you like it? Well, um, I don't know it very well, to be truthful with you. We stay out there by, you know where the Myers store is? 
up by the highway, Myers. Uh, oh, right big, by Wright State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that right by Wright, Wright mm-hmm. State? Stay out there. We were, you know, we've, we've, I've covered a few of the uh, first four games. Oh, you know, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, one night, uh, once, once or twice, Illinois played a basketball game on a Friday night, and then they had a, a football game. Uh, on Saturday in Columbus, so we drove to Dayton and stayed overnight there, you know, and, oh, yeah. and so forth and so good on. Place, but uh, is, it, is, it, is it a pretty good place? Pretty good place, you know. I like a um, good atmosphere, good people. A little challenging here and there, but everywhere is. So. Are you are you living with, rooming with anybody, or are you by yourself? Uh, no, I live with um, Cam Clayton, um, Clayton and AJ. Okay, very cool. Well, listen, man, it's really good to meet you. Yes, sir. Looking forward nice to, to you too. covering you this year. <laughs> yeah. Let's win a bunch of games and shock the oh, world. Yeah. I don't know what you got planned, but I got plenty of time for that. Me too. That's my main goal is to come here and win and, you know, hold up that championship at the yeah, end of the yeah, uh, for yeah. the conference. That would be so much fun. Yes. I, I think this team's going to be very exciting. Oh, yeah, you know? I definitely think it there's, too. There's a, there's a lot of talent. Some of it's young. I'm sure there'll be little growing pains. But sure. that's why, you know, good to have you there to kind of a veteran guy along with Leron and Finky and mm-hmm. some of those dudes. So, all right, man, you better get going. You got a class tonight, don't you? Oh, that's it, yeah. I need to go eat. Go do it. Go do yes, it. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thanks, Mark. Thanks for your time. Thank you. You bet.